0: So, recently, Tony Bennett died, and Sinead O'Connor. And, and Randy fucking Miser from the Eagles. Yeah. We've covered, like, shit, we could make a whole episode at the end of the year on deaths. I know. Because <laughs> every time, it seems like we have one or two. And
1: you know, um, if, when you think about it,
0: like rock and roll,
1: blues, music, let's say it's like 100 years old now, give or take. Like, our heroes are definitely, if they haven't already fallen off, they're going to start dropping like flies.
0: Well, Tony Bennett was, like, the last of the crooner, the crooner era. definitely. So that, I would say that chapter in music is closed. Not to say that it, it could not be, be accepted or reopened, but... I know what you're saying, it's though. It's just, like, there's no founding fathers anymore right. of that genre. Not that it's not, like you said, not that it's impossible, but
1: I don't see the crooner style being on top of the pop charts anytime soon again?
0: Um, I would say no, but I would also say yes. Yeah, exactly, like, you I, don't know. Kids buy ink spots and shit, dude. That's, I know, it's strange. There could be one of these people that are into that that are like, oh, we're going to make a doo vocal style crooner kind of singer-songwriter group. But are those people... Around, like you know what I mean, like how those
1: guys. I don't came know if up. they're
0: around, but like are are they? They're they in exist? the process of being molded. I think by some of the. I'm just going by like what we sell at the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no. we sell some of the most random shit. Like, like I'll have a saying? table full of fucking Iron Maiden, Cannibal Corpse, MF Doom, uh, just like punk shit, synthwave shit, like all just everything. Like and they want John Denver. And they're like. Oh, we're going to buy John Denver and the Ink Spots and the Mills Brothers, and it's just... Definitely strange. Yeah, when I saw
1: art. $25 on a Greatest Hits Ink Spot album, I kind of had to, like, pinch myself and make sure I wasn't in the fucking Matrix.
0: And that that was cheap. Like, Steve said that they were going, yeah, like, like, 65 60 bucks. bucks. Crazy. But I've asked other stores, and... They say the same thing, like they can't keep that shit in. They used to be in their bargain bins underneath the counters or even they just get rid of it and throw it out. Yeah, like you can't have Eddie Arnold out. Jesus, that's not you know, Yeah. Well there was a dude in here like a week or two ago that was like, This is a really cool place, but I'm disappointed to see and it was actually Eddie Arnold. He was like, I'm disappointed to see Eddie Arnold tagged. What is like, Wouldn't that normally be in the dollar bin? And we're like, Yeah, I I get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, people buy that shit. Oh, I'll just like, be like, are you a Bob Dylan fan? <laughs> Times they are a change in dick. Yeah. I don't know. Like, the dollar records that were a dollar or 50 cents before are now like three to eight on average. It's weird. Yeah, and that's, it's weird. I think of movies, maybe. Movies, TikTok, games, soundtracks, all TikTok, that kind of shit. All that stuff affects it to where people are listening to things that they didn't know that they even liked. Like the Smiths, like, that. I see so many 18-year-old to 21-year-old-ish people yeah. that pick up the Smiths that are like, oh, my God, Smiths, like, that fucking love them, like, out of nowhere. And I'm pretty sure it's TikTok. I don't use TikTok. So no, neither know. do I. And that's why Sleep Token got so big, too, is because they did some song on there that people were using. Because I've tried up and down to understand why yeah, people like that that's band. That's not and, my jam, dude, at all. That's not our jam at all. I don't get it. But there's a lot of people that I know that typically are into like awesome stuff that are like, dude, this band's fucking great. And I'm like, I don't They like Anybody they do there? a mashuga style breakdown once in a while, sing like teeny bopper breakup Taylor Swift type lyrics, and then add in like some synthesizer shit that seems to never quite fit in the right place. I don't
1: even know what song I listen to, but when you asked me about them, and I said I've never heard of them, and I listened to 45 seconds of whatever, that was, um, and I hate to say this, but that's all I
0: needed to be like, no, I'm good. <laughs> I listened to... And they had, like, millions of fucking followers yeah. already. It was like, what? I listened to, like, probably seven songs. Yeah, like, you're just trying. I was trying, because I'm like, what am I not seeing here? Like, what is, because I've read articles that are like, this band's groundbreaking, they're breaking genres and, like, mending, blah, 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 and I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I've seen other bands do shit like this that did it way better than and, what the yeah. fuck they're, so what they're doing. Is it
1: just all promotional bullshit?
0: I don't know. I think it's just people, like, once a trend starts a wave like that wave consumes the right people and then other people like it or don't don't yeah i guess is what it is but it's like things come and go quickly so yeah they're hot now but by the time their next record comes out people are gonna be like sleep who yeah it's definitely uh or maybe not I i don't know yeah i don't think albums
1: full albums are like gonna be right now are definitely not on like my kids mind you know like you yeah. said, it's always like these single songs. It depends
0: on the kid, yeah. right? Because my kid, like, he's all about him, but but that's like,
1: it, I don't know. He's a, that's an exception because.
0: But yeah, for of the you. most part, I don't see many kids like that, and right. I think I rubbed off on him in that way.
1: Oh, not even you know you did. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. It's like, so your kid's like obviously cool and not the average. I'm going to listen to fucking whatever's on TikTok.
0: Yep. So today we have a local band from Lansing, Michigan called Dropped at Birth. We have the singer, Augie, with us. We're going to jump into an interview with him here shortly. So We're going to preview the single called Annoy, and they do have an upcoming EP, and I don't believe there was a release date for it or anything yet. He's not sure yet. Yeah, but they are working on it, so if you like it, definitely stay tuned for that, and Uh, We'll have the Instagram for the band in the episode description. And if you like them, definitely go support their shit. And if you're in the Michigan area like, and you can catch them at a show, definitely go do so. Unless you have anything else, Jeremy, I'm going to jump into the single.
1: Everybody fucking enjoy the show.
0: here with austin from dropped at birth how's it going man good how are you guys doing thanks
2: for having me on good
0: good end of the week yeah thanks yeah, for it. taking the time to get right out of work and then come right into this
2: you know what man working boy lifestyle so what do you do aside from the band uh i'm just a laborer in construction so Okay. Uh, odd jobs my whole life you know i've just been jumping around but yeah nothing nothing to write home about i always just tell people about the music before yeah. the job <laughs> gotcha <laughs>
0: now i was just curious you know we always ask like what people's day-to-day jobs are just to see because i mean like one guy we met was like a fucking vaccine physicist or some shit yeah, like that like that he invented vaccines insane, and stuff dude. it yeah. was like holy yeah, shit
2: like yeah working in retail was like that it's like you'd meet these people with jobs that you'd never even conceived of it's like oh yeah i guess somebody does need to do that huh? well yeah and
1: it's like well how did you get into that into like you know it's like it doesn't yeah. make any sense you know like
2: who told you about that
0: or where, oh, yeah. where did seven, you yeah, find like, like that job opening yeah, yeah. It's weird
2: not to cut you guys off but that's oh, the same ahead. way um i'm the same way with touring artists like what do you do day to day right. to make this possible you know oh I'm yeah i know you always wonder that. I think
0: like to successfully live off of touring you kind of have to have like no obligations as far as kids and family shit go cuz you kind of just got to be able to go wherever whenever and yeah, use that, that to that's eat. the
2: base of the pyramid.
0: Yeah. Cuz if you got kids, you got like a job or a career or a wife or whatever, like you're going to be you can't just be like, "Hey, I'm going to go to Germany for 3 months, peace." uh yeah. you know, like you gotta like arrange that and then it doesn't always fit everybody's schedule and there's well, a, there's a lot a that goes to it it's like and we think about it
1: too because now everybody knows what everybody does but all of our favorite artists from like the 60s 70s 80s they're like oh they're so awesome but like secretly they're just the most horrible fucking people like as fathers husbands whatever you know what i'm saying yeah. it's got to be oh, that right. sacrifice you're you're in like the right position to just you know go, man, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's you true. Um, you know, it, it's a band, so we've got multiple members. With everybody's got different life situations, but you know, especially at this this scale we're at, we're we're still at a pretty local level. So definitely no restrictions from lifestyle yet. But as opportunities get presented, we'll we'll see what we're able to do. You know, it's it'll definitely be novel to us.
0: Have you guys played, I mean, I'm sure you said local, but have you played any, like, uh, out-of-state shows and stuff yet?
2: We haven't done out-of-state. Um, we've got a couple of friends here and there, like in Chicago, places like that. But um, mm-hmm. furthest we've really gone is uh, out to east side of the state and then um, out west to Grand Rapids. So okay. definitely want to expand on that.
1: Well, that's, yeah. that's cool. You're already getting um, out that way, you know what I'm saying? Even what, six months in? pretty good man that you can draw people
2: right right yeah we we started gigging i mean yeah yeah absolutely but i was gonna say uh the band itself so the drummer the guitarist and bassist they'd been practicing together i think four months or so writing the songs and um it's a craigslist band you know so i was just out there looking for something to do and uh these guys were looking for a vocalist so i auditioned and this was around november of 2022 so i think our first show was in February. So Even though a lot of music was already written, you know, as a group, we we'd only been practicing about three months. I'd I'd say it's just because we're so excited about the music. You know, we all felt like they were in a place where they were ready to show people and we're excited to get it out there.
0: You didn't know the other members of the band prior to joining the band? No.
2: You know, I'm 26. I've been in, like I said, I've never toured, but been in quite a few smaller Mm -hmm. bands. And honestly, I'd say that's how 90% of them were started was on Craigslist with no prior introductions. <laughs> that's
0: actually cool because a lot of times it's like, ah, we grew up together right. or we played in this band together or, you know, there's usually, like, some sort of connection. So it's cool. I don't remember anybody lately that we've interviewed that had a, yeah, I just found this ad and I went and joined the fucking band.
2: Yeah, that's cool so That's a cool story. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I suppose it's, like, um, perspective too because, you know, from my perspective, and that's, that's like, my one... That's why I want experience starting bands, whereas like a lot of these idols I have, uh, bigger bands I look up to. It's like, like you said, they've all known each other forever and the band started at 16. So I've kind of got this envious aspect where it's like, man, I wish I could have gotten started with this same group of guys and, you know, put 10 years into it, see where it went. Yeah,
0: but yeah, I mean, screener. sometimes like you get just a project that you guys might all flow well together. And I mean, judging by your music so far that's released, it sounds like it's going well
2: thanks a lot man yeah yeah i'm loving it i think we're all having a lot of fun and this is actually my first hardcore band and my first time doing vocals so oh really that's a big aspect. yeah that's a big aspect of it for me is like um, it's got this novelty to it new way to perform you know
1: yeah. yeah what other bands style were you doing before was it in like the metal genre
2: area or punk rock For so it's, it's funny you ask that um i actually not to throw a plug in right off the top, but I, I do have another active band right now called Bad Footing. It's in the pop punk, uh, you know, much lighter yeah, side yeah. Of punk. And so we're still actively releasing music, um, actively doing everything. And it was while this band was actually recording our first album. Like I said, I just had some free time on my hands and, you know, music's my passion. So I figured why not try to not put all my eggs in one basket like I was in with one band and just saw it was out there. Um, and a big aspect of it for me too is a lot of these bands I'd started in my past were all kind of in the lighter punk genre. It just seems like when I, kind of jumped the gun on this i play bass primarily yeah, yeah. so that's what i was doing in these bands and um it's an important know, I, role though mm-hmm.
0: like it is because everybody always needs a bass player like they never need a guitar player it's always a bass player most underrated fucking
2: instrument yeah bassist and drummer so that's a fact yeah but yeah um dude yeah and i don't take offense when people don't know what it is because until i started playing i didn't even know how to hear it you know it's like what, what kind of guitar is that Sorry. Sounds fat. <laughs> yeah. Why does it only have four strings on it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was definitely ignorant before I started playing. But don't you know, feel bad. I was, bad, I was like
1: that too. Right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I every most people are. If yeah. You seen them.
2: Just like, oh, that looks cool.
1: Oh yeah, just try this one. It only has four strings, and then, like you said, you realize there's a lot
0: more to it. Four fat strings. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I always like the chunky sound of bass. Like that's what originally drew me to it. Yes. Because, yeah, you like guitar solos, cool, and, like, you get a sweet riff. Like, yeah, we love it. But you get that, like, perfect bass line, and I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I don't know who your,
1: like, bass playing idols are, but, like, Peter Hook just jumped right in my fucking head as far as, like, kick-ass bass lines that you don't hear all the time, you know?
2: What was the name? I Peter I, Hook I admittedly... from
1: Joy Division. New oh, word. okay, yep, yep. Just because he played so high on it. It was, like, you know, at that... First person that really made that popular. And I was, you know, that's where the bass is really up front.
2: Right. Yeah, that's a a big aspect of bass for me is going out of the box. And, you know, you got to abide by the roots and stuff, but you want to have fun if you don't play a little higher up, mess with some chords and stuff. Oh, definitely. If it's not fun, why are you doing it? Right. Yeah, to wrap up what I was saying earlier, it was, um, you know, when I got into this band, it was because um, when I was writing on bass for all those years through these different bands, it was always this softer kind of punk. And so um, I figured since I can't naturally write that stuff on a guitar it doesn't come to me, why not I just go with some guys who have already been writing that stuff and see if I can add something new. And um, so I'd never screamed before or anything. I just kind of showed up to an audition and grabbed the mic. And uh, after a few practices, we we had a couple of songs laid out. So, or, or like I said, instrumentals they had laid out. I put some lyrics on fairly quickly and we had us a few songs on our hands. So
1: lyrically, what are the, uh, what are your, like, what's going on? Because we, uh, we don't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so that's a frustrating thing, too. And I'm I'm still learning because a lot of those previous bands I mentioned were, you know, extremely local to where I wasn't, you know, printing any physical copies of the music. I wasn't on distribution. So still learning the game in that respect. And, um, you know, I've been trying to get those lyrics up for a minute. And they said they're approved, but hopefully people will be under be able to understand the growl soon enough. I follow. Cool, cool. It. But anyways, um, you know it all depends. The first song we wrote uh, was "Annoy," and the lyrics on that one it's just kind of about being able to tell that you're you're annoying somebody, and it's just the way you are, and uh, how that can sometimes cause distance. You know, either being annoying or just simply feeling like you're annoying can <laughs> kind of create a, chasm. That's a.
1: That's an interesting point of view, man. I never. That's cool. I've never thought about that. You've and never, so there's a few of those songs. About if you're being annoying, if I am, yeah. Oh man, I'm <laughs> never annoying. I thought about that all the time. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck it." If they <laughs> think I'm annoying, they'll tell me to shut up.
0: But they won't usually. <laughs> it's the issue, so you're
1: like, "Am I?" Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. I just never heard anybody write a song about it. I guess, yeah, which is yeah. awesome. It
0: is cool though. I
2: like, I like that.
0: Anyway, keep. Yeah. it. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off.
2: No, you're good, man. I'm sorry if I'm going on diatribes. So well, no, no, keep going. That's what, what we're also, here for. You know, speaking over the internet, you got those weird gaps and shit, so sorry if I'm talking over you. But So that song, and as well as a few others, actually the three that are released right now, those were all written as instrumentals when I put the vocals on, and at that time, this band had been playing them for a bit, and um, even though they didn't have lyrics, they kind of had an idea with where they wanted the song to go, so they gave me just these one-word titles for the songs, and um, I kind of just wrote lyrics based on that. Like I said, the first song, Annoy, that was... um, just kind of about a general feeling that I thought a lot of people could relate to. The second song we put out, Waste, that was actually a pretty specific song I wrote in regards to a long relationship I had. And again, I'm sure that's a universal thing people could relate to, but very blatant, explicit lyrics in that one just about feeling like you uh, wasted time.
1: Oh yeah, dude. You know? So you're yeah, so, it's I mean, coming it's at like a waste. personal level and not, um, you know, you're not trying to be political or anything. Oh, for sure.
2: I uh, I think when I was younger, not that I'm an old man now, but um, when I was younger, I was definitely a lot more political, and I'm much more withdrawn now. So if, I think if I tried to take a stance in any which way, I'd I'd be looking pretty stupid.
1: I do wanna I'll, I'll tell you like a a side story because I f- I feel like a lot of people are like that when you're younger, you know, and when you yeah. uh, don't know what the fuck you're talking about really. And yeah. uh, I remember going to an anti flag show, and they're telling like you gotta vote, blah blah blah. And I was probably in my—I didn't even have a kid yet, so I was, like, 20. And um, everybody in there was, like, 15, 16. Like, they can't even vote, dude. <laughs> they can't vote. You know, and <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Like, you know, so—and I don't know about you, but a lot of shit changed between, like, 16 and 20 for me, you know? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. So I just—it's yeah, I, I uh... hard to keep it like that. To keep uh,
2: to keep that up, I guess, is the, the thing I'm saying. For sure. And I, I think, um, you know, it is, that's hilarious. It's a good point, but like props to the guys doing it, you know, putting out political messaging and stuff. Cause it's in punk rock, it's typically like left wing, you know, and freedom of choice, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Liberalism. But even, even if they don't know what they're talking about, or if they're preaching to 13 year olds, it's like, at least, at least they're saying they're, something. they're putting out, yeah, some sort of good message to the youth. Cause, cause people really look up to those guys, you know? Oh, for even sure. If they don't know what the hell they're talking about.
0: For sure. <laughs>
1: No, it was crazy, man. Those little fuckers really fuck. They bounce around pretty
2: good. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's an anti-flag. So what well, about?
0: Kind of like when uh, Fat Mike did that. Oh, what the fuck was it? Punk for vote or punk? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. remember the name of it. I rock. keep wanting to say rock for it, vote, but, but that's not. That's black sheep. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole political event where he was like the anti-Bush campaign. That, yeah.
1: Uh, and he had like his. He was, like, spray, hey, his red spray paint fucking shit was, like, his yep. little logo. Yep. <laughs> anyway, the oh, so it's the most popular song on Spotify under your band, Dropped at Birth, Bottom, in quotation marks, 45. So yes, sir. That song's pretty hard, man, so what's the story behind that?
2: That sounds like a suicide title. I know. Hey, you guessed it, man. So that was, uh, it, we didn't plan it this way, like, you know, as I said, there were a bunch of songs that they had written instrumentally that I got on. then mm-hmm. uh, Those those just so happened to be the first three re- we released, oddly enough. So again, that one, they kind of had a working title in mind without lyrics. And okay. so one of those first few practices, that was actually the one where, that was the first song I really heard by those guys where I was like, I really like the sound these guys have. Um, it's unique and it's it's heavy enough to where I just want to scream over it. So gave me a ton of inspiration. Um, they already had a title and you know i had personal acquaintances who have passed on from suicide i'm sure everybody's dealt with the ideation mm-hmm. at some point so it's easy to get uh, intimate lyrically uh, when you're writing stuff like that and like i said the the instrumental was just so banging it all came pretty naturally but but as you said it is about suicide and it uses parallelism most of the songs that we've written so far are pretty short you got a hook with a, a couple verses or something but this one in particular you know the first verse is cannot help but see i'm the problem found what i'm chasing in the bottle and then by the second verse you know it's compounding plethora of problems found the bottle won't stop them you know oh dude. not that it's that profound or anything yeah. but it's it's just saying that like more than likely you won't you won't get where you you need to be by uh choosing substances or anything it's just going to bring you closer to suicide you know oh, no, to that's, you yeah dude that's, that's
1: a, a that's a good message to put out there
2: for sure so it's it's like uh you know, a lot of a lot of uh, hardcore music and stuff. It kind of romanticizes death and depression and things like that. Not to say I never have and I wear all black all the time, shit like that. But I, I did want to put something out there where it's like the song rips. It sounds hard. It involves suicide, but it's it's not embracing it. It's not romanticizing it. And that, that was important to me.
1: Have you ever listened to a Prayer for Cleansing? I haven't. Unfortunately, I'm so ignorant to everything. Well, they're kind of more on the, They're like an older like straight like metal core i mean kind of an originator in that sense but they put out an ep called the tragedy which was like about the same thing and where they had a friend that committed suicide or whatever so they made this whole ep and it was along the same basis as you're saying like they're not they're trying to like look man this is like some permanent shit you don't want to do that blah 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 you know
2: so yeah yeah it's kind of reminded me along of that and um and I, I just want to let you know I've got the notepad out because, like I said, I'm ignorant. And I know you run a record store, so any recommendations, man? You said that's prayer of cleansing?
1: Prayer for cleansing. Cleansing. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. Oh, man. dude, I can. Uh, the rec- I'll send you. We'll send you a whole list of shit if you want. You <laughs> yeah, know, after. I was I was gonna gonna do. say
0: that, We could finish yeah, we could... off the entire episode doing that. <laughs> yeah, <dude.
1: laughs> but. um.
0: So you said. This band is your first kind of hardcore style band. Were you a fan of hardcore bands going into the band or did this kind of get
2: you into that type of music? I uh, tried to do my best to just say I like guitar music because you step on so many toes if you claim you like hardcore and yeah, stuff write yeah. like a band or whatever, you know? So right. I, I probably, I'm only 26, so I missed the true hardcore wave, you know, in the 90s and all that. And so most of my taste is contemporary, like, Hardcore metalcore bands I'd point to as big influences would be like counterparts off the top of my head. That was a huge one for me. Um, Your Demise was a big one. Of course, now on the spot I'm gonna blank, but it definitely like like screaming music has always been something I've loved. And as I said, it was just never anything I was really able to write naturally on instruments. So yeah, um, it was really cool to be involved in something I've listened to for a long time. Also, again, with something that, you know, I've never tried before. So it's it's been a ride, man, and I I really enjoy it.
1: What caught my ear was, um, you guys reminded me of uh, Tribunal Records, which is a label in the um, early 2000s. Like they put out Kill Whitney Dead's first. Like they put out a lot of them, didn't they? All of them, maybe. That's his label. That's his label. Yeah. You put out. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, oh, okay. um, they had some other bands on that label.
0: That label's when... Dive Bomb now is what it's called. Oh, it's, it's called still, Dive Bomb. Yeah, it's still Matt from Kill Whitney okay. Dead that runs it
1: but like that style um from when i was like 16 17 18 19 it took me right back there like the your um screaming uh the music itself i was talking to Ryan about it i'm like you know that like chugga chugga like that's the only thing i i don't know and um, <laughs> oh, yeah, <dude. laughs> like you know what i mean and yeah yeah dissonance yeah it was just like oh my, dude i haven't heard anybody fucking do that in a long time to where it sounded good it wasn't like ch- like I don't know. It didn't sound cheesy, you know what I mean? Awesome, man. Thank you.
2: Oh I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm taking credit for uh, the instruments. I'm not playing, but that was a big thing I said too. You know, when I uh, walked down into the practice spot for the first time, I heard him jamming, and I was like, man, your guitar tone is like exactly what I would want yeah. out of uh, hardcore metal. And he and the bassist he's been working with for a long time, Art, who's the bassist, and dropped at birth. Maybe now, even though I'm interrupting myself, it would be a proper time to introduce him. Calvin's the drummer, Bill is the guitarist, and Art is the bassist. I'm Austin, I'm the vocalist. So Art was saying that he's uh, been through a few bands with Bill, the guitarist, and that he's he's been chasing that tone for a long time, and finally he he got it somewhere he likes, so he's not having to twist his pedals every day.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it sounds, you tell him it sounds fucking great, man. Don't like, sweet. Man. don't fuck yeah. with it. Right, right. Um, did you come up with the band name, or did they have that?
2: No, that was the bassist, uh, Art. And so, like I said, he and he and the guitarist, Bill, they've been uh, in previous bands together for, I'd say, like five or ten years. So I guess Art had wanted to use Drop to Birth for a few bands in the past, and it was always rejected. And as <laughs> soon as I heard that, it, I was yeah. like, that's provocative, man. It's simple, and it has been used before I
0: uh, laughed. once,
2: what I've seen. But like, I laughed exactly. pretty
0: hard Like right when... Cause Jeremy like reached out to you guys and found the band, and then I he told me about it. Cause we're always pitching stuff back and forth. And as soon as he said the band name, I was like, "That's fucking awesome!" Okay. Yep. I Everybody like, totally. I taught tell him like, <laughs> "You gotta check this out," and they're like, "Drop it."
1: I'm like, "Right, dude." <laughs> you know?
2: I'm, boom. That's awesome, man. Art's gonna be stoked to hear that. Cause I yeah, I was I said the same thing. Like people turn that down. I my concern was that it was like taken or being actively used so right yeah. right I was well for people it. are
0: always like scared to be controversial about shit now which yeah i don't know I don't. like
2: fuck that just do it dude i mean not to i mean as long as you're not anything. like
0: actually like hurting somebody you know it's just uh like dying fetus has been doing it for fucking ever
2: yeah man i just ran into that uh there was a band called round eye that i just played with two nights ago actually here in lansing and they were um it's a group of European guys who all met in Hong or excuse me, Shanghai. Okay. And, uh, so they booked a national tour and we were, we were happy to open for them. But, um, a, more than a few people asked me, you know, especially like people my mom's age and stuff, they were like, your name's round. I, isn't that offensive? And I was like, well, technically it's offensive against them. So. <laughs> right, right, I, right. I don't know. It's, it's provocative for sure. You see it and you're like, Ooh, but whether it's uh, genuinely offensive or cause for concern is a whole nother topic in my opinion.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think um, without, like you said, without saying too much, people just got to relax. Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> uh,
2: stop stop just, taking things in bad faith. You know, uh, that's not always, that sounded like not a line
0: pulled right out of Dazed and Confused. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Smoke a little weed, uh, dude. You'll be fine, man. Yep. Yeah. No, I was more like thinking like I had Bruno Mars in my head for a second, and he, I like, think he, he says he says that in his perm song or whatever. That, uh, my old lady really likes, you know. So that just popped in my head, and it's I don't give it's a fuck. Man. That's a good song. Some about relaxing the hair and shit. So you just gotta relax. Yeah, I hear you.
0: Anyway, sorry. So you guys are working on an EP, or you already have an EP finished and you're dropping it soon?
2: Yeah. So um, as I said, I'm. This is all new for for all of us. Some of the other members have been in bands that have done physical releases but they've never distributed through like these you know distro kid things like that and so we've got the ep mastered ready to go we've got a date we want to drop it on the distribution you know independently with by ourselves but uh, we're also looking at other options and as i said we're only six months old as a band so expanding the networking if something comes about before the intended release date we had for that since we're just dropping it independently anyways we might uh, decide to do something else with it but at the moment it's looking like we'll we'll be releasing it independently in September and that's going to be a seven song ep
1: cool. oh that's great man do L- you have a title for it yet
2: yeah it's um it's going to be what do they call it not self-titled but it's based it's named after one of the songs we'd originally written as a band which is keep it pushing so that's going to be the keep it pushing ep okay cool is there a name for that? It's not self-titled. I don't know. It's like title track. The yeah. title track. I don't. Know. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: No, that's uh, also um, like it sounds like you something you'd want to pick up. Dropped at birth. Keep it pushing. Like it's kind of almost contradictions right there. You know. <laughs> yeah. Actually,
0: yeah. If you apply them both to <laughs> you know? childbirth, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I,
2: I wonder no if anybody else is yet. gonna I'm...
1: pick that. Uh... Well, that's that's exactly what I first thought of, man
2: i actually keep it pushing. You might have to delete this. I'm really embarrassed that that's gone over all of our heads until now. So, <laughs> oh, I'd have no. to scrub this one, boys. Restart it.
1: that's I I think it's great, dude. <laughs> I think people should get like a fucking gold star if
0: they figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Every listener now just knows. Yeah, that's what for the, the real
2: big brains out there.
0: You're releasing it independently. Do you guys have any plans to like try to pitch it to labels at all, or? Just kind of working on your own for now.
2: So I, I was as a musician operating under the misconception for a long time for most of my adult life that like, if the music was good enough, it would find the right ears, you know, and I'm, uh, now, I'm now, now realizing way work. too late that like you need a network of people. So
0: yeah,
2: I'm, uh, I'm playing catch up big time and trying to actively meet people while we're in this um, limbo period between now and when it drops, you know, just playing shows these past few weeks at uh, new places. I've met a bunch of people that have opened doors and stuff. So I don't want to limit our progression, you know, and say it will be something in a couple of months when it may change. But, uh, you know, as, as of now, I definitely don't have any industry connects that are going to uh, push it out for me <laughs> or for us, I should say.
0: I mean, that's kind of better to at least like start to get the experience uh start doing it that way. When you guys or if you do have plans to go that route then you're kind of more seasoned
2: for it pre-established right yeah yeah it's i guess it's just like the i don't know i'm sure every artist feels like this to an extent like if you don't have a an engaged audience when you're releasing something that's near and dear to you you just kind of feel like you're sending it to the abyss you know so i think we just all believe in these songs a lot we're really happy with them so we want to make sure it gets to the right audience and doesn't fall on deaf ears
1: Oh, definitely,
2: man. And, definitely. and that's so hard to navigate. And, uh, you know, that that is something I'm doing a lot of research into right now. We all are and trying to find the best way to go about this whole digital marketplace of it because it seems like that's the the best direction we can take as independent artists at the moment.
0: That's Yeah, that's like your only direction you can take, to be honest. Like that's your bread and butter is all that stuff. And yeah. uh, even if you are like, it's hard, though, because to get your name out there, and to have people paying attention or like checking it out even more than one time like it takes a while to build an audience and whether it's music or podcasting youtubing whatever the fuck it is like there's thousands and thousands of things that come out every single day so for you to stand out on top of that like it takes some consistency and determination
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've heard it said before, you know, that everybody who gets into music, they think they can just play their songs and that's it. But you have to wear 20 hats at once. And I think that's a new hat gets added every day, truly, you know, especially if you want to remain truly independent. You you really got to know the game. And um, being dropped at birth, I've done some research into search engine optimization, you know, because we are we're lacking there. Unfortunately, the first thing that pops up if you search drop to birth is just like tragic news stories. <laughs> right, right. We're, we're working yeah. on changing that.
0: <laughs> Usually, yeah, like I would type band after that just to get yeah. the right band in there. Cause, cause other, yeah, otherwise yeah. you'd just get these like yes, but, mother drops child. Well, it's think like- about that in like – in.
1: <laughs> like hard old hardcore bands or metal bands. Like just you type in Venom. You're not gonna get Venom, you're gonna get like something about a snake. No I don't know, right? Judge. I don't know. Yeah, you'll get Judge Judy
0: yeah, before Judge yeah. the band. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, judge, like, unless it's Gorilla
1: something. Biscuits that might pop up, but other than that, man, I don't know.
0: Yeah. That well I don't I've seen pictures of gorillas with biscuits when you uh, type gorilla. Really? Biscuits, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody probably did that as a joke to Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah, and probably. So.
1: But in your case, I will tell you this, sir. It's the the music caught my ear, and, um, and I think, you know, that's pretty cool. We listen to a lot of shit, and to hear something. Right. I mean, it, it's really hard to sound fresh, too, in that genre. You know what I mean? Sure. So. Yeah.
2: Everything's in C minor. Or,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, like, yeah, so for deep. sure. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more, man.
0: Yeah, you did make a good point man, with the tribunal records connection because yeah. it de- it is very like reminiscent of two thousand two. Yeah, there's like that little
1: specific like I don't know because you know things change so much, especially in our styles of music when it comes to like hardcore metal underground. You know, like
2: oh, it's not cool anymore. You know, like a month after or whatever. Right, right. It's cringe, dude. Yeah, yeah. You're off that. no i i appreciate the recommendations man i like i said i'm writing writing them all down i got tribunal and dive bomb so i'm gonna go do a deep dive on that because most of my music taste is contemporary and both of those labels
0: have just like a solid run of killer bands yeah i could we could name all the
1: like band names but yeah just anything you can pick one two three they're all gonna be fucking pretty primo at least in my opinion and ryan's opinion
0: so the stuff you listen to you said is contemporary like what what do you listen to regularly because jeremy and i listen to like i mean there's pretty much no genre of music that we don't dabble in aside from mariachi yeah i haven't haven't got there yet and i'm not into polka but i already about like himalayan throat
2: singing i would do that that around the office
1: that see that sounds intriguing to me polka (laughs) sounds like torture yeah, I, I grew
2: up in a polka community. I'll yeah, to touch dude, it. right on. That's a mission. It really thing. sounds like somebody's yeah. killing the the squeeze box, but no offense <laughs> to the polka community. The fucking squeeze We love box. you guys. Yo. Yep. Yeah, I say I listen to guitar music just because my music taste isn't that broad in the grand scheme of things. But in terms of like alternative punk, I listen to everything from like the most indie acoustic side of it all the way to like extreme like black and metal or whatever you know. So yeah, 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 for sure. So, there's a lot within there. It's hard to pinpoint. I will say a couple of my major influences right now would be Taking Meds, Origami Angel, Coming Up. Some of the biggest bands that had influence on me were like Balance and Composure and Citizen. So, that probably gives away my age there. But um, like No Sleep Records was really putting out some of the most influential stuff for me. A lot of dispute.
0: The only band like oh, I know I remember lotus I yeah. just uh,
1: you remember no sleep records, they had that big fucking coffee cup sticker logo, yep,
2: oh, yeah, they'd send you five hundred for free, dude, yeah, that shit was crazy, I do remember that, yeah,
0: lottus view was like kinda avant garde, like very um, it's almost like fucking poetry, kinda some of it.
2: Yeah, yeah, they they definitely embraced the spoken word and that was my favorite era of yeah, that. Yeah, spoken had, word uh, was the two albums what I was looking for there. Two, <laughs> they had two albums back to back. you know, somewhere between the river was the first few words and then wildlife and those two were, were really impactful on me and then they uh, fully switched to spoken word, I believe, shortly after that. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't been keeping up too much, but yeah, definitely a big influence was that. No sleep.
0: Yeah, I seen somebody post a record of theirs on Instagram the other day and I was like, "Fuck, that's a band I haven't thought of in years." So it's kind of a coincidence that you say that, but, but yeah, I was yeah, it is. looking back right now, like they're I, yeah, I must have caught on at the beginning cuz the first two records were the only ones I ever heard. Okay. And I never listened past that, I don't think.
2: See, it's it's a coincidence for it to come up twice in such a short span of time for you, but it's it's weird if it doesn't come up more than every day for me. Gosh, gotcha. <laughs> conversation.
0: Yeah, I actually, uh, I just went and re-added them to my Apple Music so I can listen to them again because it was probably I was probably like uh, fifteen when they came out or something.
1: Yeah, I'm totally. Um, I'm older, so I have I don't know um, a lot of those bands really, really well at all. So it's all mm-hmm. on YouTube right there.
0: I know counterparts, your demise. Counterparts, I've heard taking meds. But I don't know Origami Angel.
2: No, I've not. I don't know that one. They're they're all over the place. Um, I, if I could give you a recommendation, I'd say yeah. Ami Gang. It was this double album they put out. Uh, I think in 2020, and it blew me away, man. It was like all I was listening to front to back for a while, and uh, it's just it blends. Like I said, all those styles of guitar music so beautifully. Like it's got a little bit of metal. It got a little bit of uh, you know soft indie stuff I I was really impressed so that was that's been a big influence on me since I heard that
0: right on thanks man for yeah. sure thank we you all,
2: guys like I said I got a running list here
0: we always have a running list mm-hmm. when we're interviewing <laughs> or even when we're just talking to m- between the two of us we're always writing shit down that's the whole point of all this yep.
2: yeah I love that can't keep it in my brain. It'll be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck exactly. okay, That's exactly. why I got to
0: like either write it down or add it to my library so I'll see it and remember.
2: Yeah, actually, I um, love listening to albums, but typically I'll just put on um, every song I've ever liked is a, a big shuffle, and so something I've been taken to recently is saving things preemptively, and then as they come up on the shuffle, if I like it or not, I'll remove it from there.
0: Yeah, um, that's, that's a good idea,
1: yeah. I think that's kind of... I do that on accident. Like if I'm at work jamming something, and I want to hear more, I'll do that, and then go back to it at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. Right. Easy way to remember it.
0: I think my my Apple Music library is like 58 thousand songs, so it's a big ass oh. shuffle. Oh my
2: god. <laughs> yeah. Well you, you guys be being it. record heads too, I'd say that's only like half of your favorite music, probably right. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot is of stuff that
0: there's uh, not on streaming services that I listen to that I either have, like, CDs of or old records of or
2: whatever. Yeah, it's
1: crazy what's not on that shit. For
2: sure. Yeah, I, um, you know, I came up with LimeWire. That was when I started really getting into music. Yep. Yep. Again, I remember LimeWire. Like, there was a program was at...
0: called Kazaa before LimeWire, yep.
2: and then LimeWire yep. came out. BearShare, they had a few there. FrostWire was one, too. Yeah, BearShare yep yeah so like i guess when exactly. i was younger than before that i was i was too young to purchase my own music obviously and i would have rather gotten video games or whatever than cds so mm. um you know i was i was getting all this music online and uh, even then i i look back and i miss it because i was so everything was so categorized and i was putting names on everything and stuff so i really knew what i was like what my favorite songs were in bands i could tell you off the top of my head and now that I kind of have everything on this digital playlist it's like i don't have to remember and so when you guys ask me of my favorite bands it's almost like i gotta address the list first or consult the list you know yeah Yeah, because your brain gets
1: lazy yeah it's like you know like for me i come from an era of um rotary telephones and uh i remember when it was like yeah you got touch tone all right and then (laughs) now it's like you don't even have to talk to people you can just text them so yeah you know what i mean it's crazy yeah, it's
2: uh, and I don't remember. I only
1: remember two phone numbers, and I used to remember like you wasn't know, that a, fifty of them.
0: Wasn't that an Ra the Rugged Man lyric that you just yeah, said? Yeah, like, oh, I come from the era of rotary Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe.
1: that's true. I think that was. That's a good like fucking record, by the way. Because <laughs> he's Ra the Mug, Rugged Man's a rapper, and he's uh, like at least for me and Ryan, because we we have teenage sons. It's like a lot of the shit that those guys are like talking about now, because they finally came off the road and are having kids. So it's like we can really relate to the funny shit they say, you
2: know? Yeah, yeah, I do like that. I uh, I could think of a similar band in hardcore that's Drug Church, like where you know they're all older oh, yeah. guys and they yep. it's like very comedic lyrics. Man, I I always point to those guys. I love what they. It's like a, I don't know, comedy and serious music is, if pulled off well, it's really good. Right, right.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of like um, like I'm not really into stand-up comedians, but, like, Ryan, you are, right? Yeah. So that kind of reminds me of that in a short, like, in, in three minutes instead of, like, the HBO special, you know? Like, it's funny, but it's serious at the same time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, don't I, mean, know. I think, um, you know, there's a form of poet or uh, aspect of poetry to it where you, with stand-up, you're kind of telling a story with lyrics. You know, you, you do have to have a certain rhythm to it and, God. oh for sure Good opinion uh it definitely takes a certain kind of writer to work irony or comedy into their music i i certainly can't do it
1: well that brings me to a question did you have you written you know journal cap anything like that or did you just start writing just for dropped at birth
2: um i've always been a bit of like a grammar and english nerd like okay I, i'm a, a bit fascinated like with vocabulary and stuff not that i'm incredibly well read or anything but i think like the art of language is really cool and just how how it can convey things with such particular words, you know? So I, I've always had an appreciation for that, but I can't say I've ever been a writer by nature. I will say, though, like through playing bass for 14 years now, there were, you know, more than a handful of songs that I just eventually developed lyrics for because they were just riffs of mine, you know? So I'd say prior to joining this band, that was that was my main source of writing, honestly, outside of schoolwork, obviously, as a kid. But now, actually, since joining Drop to Birth, I started a solo project because I had a bunch of those songs. And um, so now it's, it's like writing is actually a fairly big part of my creative life. Well, that's it's, cool. Um, it's kind of just happened naturally, really.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's good, man, because I, I, writing is a good outlet,
2: you know? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you don't even know what you're putting down on the paper. And like with some of those songs I've written with Drop to Birth, like months later, it occurred to me what I was saying. As weird as that sounds, you know? Maybe there was a subliminal message that that you didn't, I didn't catch, intend to put in there, or yeah, that yeah, I that's didn't cool. Catch.
0: So going back, like earlier on in your life, when did you start playing? You said you started off on bass. When did you start really getting into that?
2: So uh, I can tell you the exact story. Like um, you know, I I talked earlier about that song "Bottom," our most recent single that yep. dealt with suicide, and uh, the when I think about suicide, I definitely think about. Um, a long time best friend of mine who who passed pretty young at like 19, and uh, it was actually he and I we connected on music as kids like through emo scene bands like Asking Alexandria and Escape the Fate. I don't know if you guys were too old at that point, but I know I, really I like know all those bands. I just know from real hot topic Radio. silly band type bands, you know. Yeah, and, well, uh, gateway, I still like I to call
1: them gateway bands. I mean, hot topic is a very
2: good way to put it. But oh, gateway sure.
0: gateway bands, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like the nicer way to
2: to yeah. say it. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I said, I'll, I'll laugh all day about it because it is comical, especially right. looking back there. But I also, I still listen to it. It's on the shuffle, so.
0: No, there's some not, of the, like, I still, still to listen to Senses Fail every now and then, and um, I don't know, shit in that realm I still dabble sure. with a little bit.
2: But yeah, I guess Hot Topic was more accurate than I intended because it's actually a part of the story. So that friend um, and I, we were super into the same music, and um, just one day we were at the mall at Hot Topic, of course, as emo kids do. And uh, we saw this little mini magazine for our favorite band at the time A day to remember, they were really blown up. And there was an origin story for that band in the, in the magazine. And both bought this magazine, right? We were kids. So we, we both went our separate ways home with our parents. And then we ended up talking later on that night, like on the computer. And I was like, Hey, I just finished reading this article, man. And like, it sounds so fun to be like those dudes. Like, I'd love to do this. And he was like, I was just thinking the same thing. Like I just read that article. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to play bass because everybody plays guitar. He's like, well, I want to play guitar. So that worked out. And um, I think, you know, that was, we were both just about 13. Not long after we convinced our parents to buy us our first instruments. And I'd say I didn't even really start taking it serious. Didn't even join my first band till like five years after that, just because besides him, I didn't really know anybody else who was into the music. So it was a lot of just practicing in the room from there until the age of like 18 or 19 when I found a Craigslist band.
0: Yeah, my kid plays guitar, and he's been having that dilemma. Like, he can't find anybody that's into, because he's into, like, he got into music, well, probably since he was born, because I was always playing it, but sure. he <laughs> was listening to, like, the Misfits and shit when he was, like, six, so now he's into, like, Dark, <laughs> dark Throne yeah, he's and, fucking, like, he's into badass Bathory shit. and, like, Sisters of Mercy and just all this, like, he's got a pretty bizarre wide- range of music for a 12 year old and he's like just now got friends that are like oh you ever heard of metallica oh and, man uh, he's like light years beyond that so he's been having issues trying to find people to play music with
2: yeah seriously it's like you, you curse that kid he's he's too esoteric <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> right. his taste is too refined for a 12 year old
0: he comes to me with some shit sometimes, and I'm like, "How the fuck do you even know that band?" Or like, I'm writing stuff down, like, "Uh huh." And what what else you has? <laughs> yeah,
2: Sorry. that's awesome, man. That's no, that's I cool to it, have that dude. in common with your kid too. Yeah. Love it. But I could see how
1: that can be a problem, and I see it as time goes on, due to like other kids do other shit or have other outlets now, or like you said, you would rather buy video games than CDs, like when you were younger. Oh Um, sure, and uh, one's got
2: moving people with swords and magic, and one's no, yeah, totally, man.
1: Now see, and like for
0: me, that wasn't. If you buy the right CD, you can get that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right.
1: But I noticed now a lot of, and I'm sure you have, Ryan, a lot of uh, younger kids. And when I say younger, I guess I mean like 13 and under that aren't Ryan's kids. (laughs) You know, they find their music through video games. You know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah. Oh sure, sure. I mean I'm guilty myself the I don't know if you guys are familiar with the video game series Fallout but Oh yeah, uh, oh,
0: yeah. dude I played the yeah, shit yeah, out of yep. Fallout Yeah you yeah
2: know, it's got that real retro like 50s doo-wop kind of thing yep. or crooner maybe would be Yeah, we, But yeah that I mean that was my exposure fuckload to that music of
0: ink spots at the record store because of Fallout
2: Right yeah it I mean I'd never heard anybody talk about that kind of music my age obviously before that game dropped but
0: we couldn't figure it out because i was like why are people buying this shit it's like it used to be we'd have rooms of it and now i'm usually out of it like i cannot keep the shit in and then some kid Even was still, like huh? it's from fallout and i was like wow. oh yeah that's right i never i just like kind of it was background music when i was playing the game to me i guess
2: yeah well, I, and you know, part of that could be because maybe you heard your parents or grandparents play it, and maybe I did too at a point. But could just be, uh, you know, how nostalgia works. If you've yeah, if you got a good memory tied to it, you know, it can make anything sound yeah.
0: Appealing. Or even if you didn't have a memory and you heard it, it might trigger a memory or something.
2: Sure, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a good example for me. Like I've got that stuff in the daily rotation now that I heard it from a video game, and uh, the the Ocarina of Time. Man, that's got a few compositions in it that like still to this day, are some of my favorites.
1: Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about Zelda now? <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: no, because uh, that's the only game I know. Oh,
0: right on. Yeah, that could, I, that's a whole other podcast. I was going to say, dude. we could go on a long tangent <laughs> on that. Played a lot start of a a hours list. worth of Zelda yeah. in my life. Man, I remember playing that flute on that 64. Yeah. I still remember some of the the C button combinations to make the song, like to call your horse and shit like that. I still have a 64, so so occasionally I can uh, jump into Zelda. I don't have Majora's Mask, though, but I do have the other
1: one. Anyways. (laughs) Sorry. Now I'm thinking, like, I wonder if Nikolai has
0: that. So I did want to ask another question related to the (laughs) EP. Did, uh, did you guys go to a studio to record, or would you do it kind of in-home type of thing?
2: Uh, we went to Troubadour Recording Studios right here in Lansing. Um, I was acquainted with the producer there, Corey, just because in a previous band, I'd had a, uh, well, my other currently active band, Bad Footing, we just late last year recorded our debut album there. My guitarist in that band found this producer, and it was my first time working with him, and his credentials are insane, and His talent's crazy it's like watching him work an instrument just using a keyboard and a mouse seriously like the things he's able to do to to recorded songs is amazing so um this this will be the second musical project that i've worked with him on and it's cool too because like i said that other bands like pop punk and just seeing what he was able to do for both of these bands and their vastly different sounds was was really cool he's definitely a talent i'd recommend to anybody Cause i think um he does a he does a lot of work for msu around here and uh, by nature of that he does a lot of like jazz and classical type music
0: oh, that's cool that's so it. the fact that he's
2: even willing to work with a hardcore band you know we were all super stoked and he's got so much talent
0: yeah that's cool did <laughs> jeremy did you tell me that they were a michigan band originally oh yeah oh, i must have been okay blank. i've yeah. had such a busy like two weeks is, um, i keep forgetting stuff how i actually ex-
1: i'll tell you how i came across the, um Dropped at birth was through noecho.net. No kidding. Yeah, and I checked that because I'm a fucking hardcore kid at heart. You know, like, it's really hard to fucking sift through shit. And that kind of, I like that website because it's like every day they're like, check this out, check this out. So, you know, I was just clicking on bands and then I heard it and then I was like, oh shit, and then I dug more in. So that's how I I, uh, heard about you guys. That was from June 27th, I think. Was when that got yes, so, I just I so remember right couple numbers. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, no, I was just, all I, on board once I heard the name, but I've, I I must have like blanked when he said Michigan. But when we were talking earlier, and you said you were in Lansing, I was like,
2: oh shit, Does, makes the the Michigan connection even cooler. Hell yeah, dude! No, I was super stoked when you guys um, invited us on, man. Like I said, I listened to a couple episodes and uh, yeah, man, we a appreciate really cool thing that, you guys man. are doing. Hell yeah! Everybody rate it five stars if you're listening at home. We're watching you. We know you listened and didn't rate it.
0: Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of you out there, too. Actually, come to think of it, we don't have a whole lot of ratings. So people are we have lazy. A, we have a whole lot of listeners, mm-hmm. though. So, like, if you're listening, yeah, definitely go rate that shit. That means said, rates, I didn't uh, even
1: rate our own shit, which we could have done that, I guess. But <laughs> I did. I didn't. I'm lazy.
0: I'm one of, like, 12 <laughs> ratings or something. I'll make it one of <laughs> I'll I'll add another one later. So, have you ever been up in northeastern Michigan or are you originally were you born and raised in Michigan?
2: Yeah I'm from Grand Rapids um, okay. and like I said I, I uh, played instruments over there I think my first two bands I started over there and there, there's definitely a really good scene especially for hardcore since I've left I've, I've seen a lot of really good hardcore bands come out of Grand Rapids so there's a tinge of regret but um, Lansing was just a lot cheaper of an option far as michigan real estate goes because grand rapids is really on the up and up so yeah that's why i moved out here and um you know like i said i'm still trying to find the real true underground alternative scene but because it's a smaller town it does feel like a, a cooler community when you do go to those shows that are packed out you know oh it's,
1: dude i've seen some fucking badass beer, shows at max bar dude
2: yeah man it was, it was looking scary for a minute there during the pandemic they said they weren't going to open back up for music so i know everybody i know who listens to alternative of any kind is really happy to hear they're doing music yeah again. fuck
1: yeah that's real intimate
2: yeah it is for sure so how many
1: shows in are you guys quite I'd a few say... like you're pushing pretty hard
2: yeah uh, um like i said we started in february we maybe had 10 15 tops oh that's oh, clipping that's pretty, pretty good. good
1: especially with everybody yeah. working and shit you know
2: yeah exactly That's like you cool said man and that yeah our guitarist has kids like like you guys were saying so Everybody's got their own challenge of some sort. Our bassist uh, right after I joined the band, which obviously no fault to him. He found a good deal on a house in Marshall. So that's an hour away from us. Um, So, you know, just this week we had a gig on Wednesday. He really had to make it work. Um, He works in Lansing, thankfully, but he had to kind of stay the night over here so to get to work in the morning. And,
0: Uh, you know, I I,
2: I appreciate this band for that reason, man. I, I always tell them because it's like they all care enough to Make small sacrifices, you know. We're not gonna tell them to abandon their family, but it's cool that everybody enjoys what we're doing enough to, to make those sacrifices, you know. Well, yeah, if you don't, it's not gonna go anywhere, you know? Right, right. Especially at this level. Nobody's paying us to do it. It's it's definitely a labor of love. Yeah, yeah. But
0: we love it, so fucking keep on doing it, man.
2: Hell yeah, man. Like I said, thank you for the opportunity and uh And
0: touring the in general is the the best way to one make the connections but two get people to be like oh shit that's that one band right sure plus you guys have an awesome name so and if if you you gotta make funny t-shirts because it would just be i would buy (laughs) the whole run of fucking comedy dropped at birth shirts
2: yeah so that's that is something we're trying to tell the line of like you know, I think I I specialize in sincerity when it comes to art, and I I need to stop being so self serious. But I I don't want it to become a bit per se. You know where right right like, oh, oh we were dropped at birth. You know three years in and we're still running that. But it it is definitely you know such a good phrase that it, it, there's a lot of opportunity to play on it.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm just I'm I'm wary of of killing the the bit too early. You know.
0: Yeah, no, don't oversaturate it, but definitely have at least one funny t-shirt
2: <laughs> i'll get back to him that sure.
1: okay but i'll say this though too when i heard okay so i heard it and then the name and i didn't think the name was funny until ryan kind of pointed it I out started laughing at it. because because <laughs> i took it as like fuck man that, well, that's basically like born to lose you know so it's like
0: yeah, yeah. It took that, it like that that's at a first. good way to. That's kind of like born to land hard. Right, right. Uh, that's a good way to look mm. at it. But like I looked at it as like, "Who were you dropped at first? <laughs> yeah, and I'm idiot. like, "Dude, that's yeah. hilarious."
2: Yeah, so. that, that's mainly the reaction we get. Like, "Oh, you guys don't look like it," or you know, "You're 20 years dropped." <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, I think they expect it, you to all have dents in your head. Yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah well, as I said, I didn't
2: come chill. up with the name, you know, but what. I, what I think jumped out to me so immediately is just that it's, it's provocative, you know, in any which way, Yeah. excuse me, in any, in any way you want to interpret it, it just catches your attention. And so I I like that too. I I try to avoid like being overly fragrant, excuse me, flagrant or uh, blatant. So it's like, just leave it a little open-ended open to interpretation, whatever.
1: Oh no, it's perfect, man. Because uh, then you're hitting all kinds of markets.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, we're we're in the uh, clinical field, you know. We're supporting yep um, infants who are being dropped unjustly. Uh, <laughs>
0: unjustly, <Yep. laughs>
1: please place your kids in their incubators. <laughs> oh man, yeah. See, it could go on forever like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we could that could be an intro, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh. No, I definitely think if we if we were to pursue like a self titled project, you know, in the vein of some more classical hardcore, you know, previous bands who. Are in the scene seem to to do a self-titled album at some point. And so I think we, we'd probably lean into it for intros and outros, you know, intermission kind of things. I think that would be. Yeah, really that'd cool be dope for sure. Can't give away too much of the secret sauce. No, no, no. Yeah, My yeah. brain's just really going with these <laughs> ideas.
0: <laughs> I don't want to keep you too long, but uh, I don't know what episodes you listen to, but you might've heard this question be asked. Um, so you're like mainly primarily into kind of, you said guitar music so sure um punk metal pop punk that you know so a mixed bag of things without getting too specific on genres but so what is something that you listen to that people would not expect
2: that you listen to it's funny you say that because i i definitely heard this question i had the thought like i'm gonna I'm going to prepare and look through all my obscure music Ah, and and blow these record heads away. But yeah, you know, like I said, my, my musical memory is trashed since I rely on Spotify (laughs) now, you know, I'd say if, if people just heard me from dropped at birth, I'd say like Phoebe Bridgers, um, you know, that boy genius record that just came out
0: Yeah, indie
2: music is definitely playing a big, uh, big factor in my influence lately. But, but then again, as I said, I've got a solo project now where I'm doing indie music. So in the case where that didn't surprise somebody, I'd say um there's a few hip hop artists I like like Earl Sweatshirts. I don't like shit, I I don't go outside album. Oh, that yeah. oh dude, that's, that's a great, great album, record. dude. Yeah, I have that too. I mean that's like a a vibe that just couldn't be recreated, you know. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Every every track belongs together. That's that's what an album is to me. I really enjoyed that one.
0: Yeah, no, those are good. Phoebe Bridges is uh somebody that I had to get kind of familiar with because just for the sake of the store so I could check out, like, if she's worth stocking or if sure. my, my people around here are going to buy them or, you know. It, I got to do that a lot. Like, I just did a, like, PJ Harvey was somebody that I just checked out, like, last week because I see everybody talking about her. Yeah, new she's record. making,
1: like, a, a mm-hmm. big, big comeback. She was popular when I was, like, 10.
0: That's what I thought is that she sounded familiar,
1: yeah. but. So that tells you how old I
0: am. <laughs> But, but anyways, man, um, we don't have anything else immediately here for you, and I know it's Friday, and you kind of probably want to get going and chill and do whatever. I got a shower, man, yeah. one step at a
2: time. Yeah. So, Shit,
0: I
1: thought you were going to, dude. <laughs> no, never I got around to
2: it for 15 minutes. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the sacrifice. Oh, of course.
0: But yeah, man, I appreciate no, thank you, guys you taking too. the time to jump on the show and sit and talk about the record, and definitely, like, we will be looking forward to it, and... Be posting about it and uh if you make up physical copies i'll buy some for the store etc and yeah i would look forward to it oh hell yeah dude yeah dude we'll keep in contact offer,
1: definitely we'll uh we'll yeah. send you big lists of uh bands you you can study while you're
2: uh at work yeah please do so i can start impressing people because anytime people start talking bands i'm like uh i don't remember
0: there you go you gotta work that brain
1: muscle yeah we'll, we'll, we'll make some flash cards yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucking flash
0: cards
2: no but thank you guys and um you know i don't want to be too ruthless with the plugs but um as i said drop to birth is a pretty new band and uh, we were offered a show opportunity here in lansing at a new venue august 31st with uh sponsored by the radio around here q106 so that's a really big show for us we're trying to uh, sell some tickets to that right now right if anybody's interested look us up um, you know, get at us on Facebook, wherever. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys again for having me, man. I love what you guys do.
0: Yeah, thanks again, man. I'll have uh, links to all you guys' social stuff in the episode description. So anybody listening, go follow them, check out their music, et cetera. But all right, man, and you like have to this a-
2: podcast five stars because we know. We yes. We you listened. listen. Really great shit you're doing,
1: man. So, yeah, everybody out there, check it out. Drop hey, that verse. Lansing.
0: All right,
2: man, you have a good weekend. Thanks again. Yeah, you too, guys. I'll keep in touch. All All right. right. Peace.